BBCC episode 82, my real realization of the day. We're celebrating my birthday this episode, and fuck yeah, made it 28 years without dying. Well, if this episode gets released, that is. Technically, at the time of recording, I still have a week left to get inducted into the 27 Club. If this is my last living will and testament from the future, there's 120 pounds of gold and an emerald stashed underneath a... Hello, hello, welcome to the Bloody Blunt Cinema Club, a podcast very high on horror movies. I am your host, Devon Taylor. Sitting across from me, I have Garrett McDowell. You know, I'm looking at the, the 27 Club here. It's a rather extensive list. You're right. There are a lot of people who are on that Did list. you not know about the 27 Club? I knew about whatever the one Jesus is. I think he was like <laughs> 35 or whatever. I know that that's also a separate club. Haven't heard of that one. Well, yeah, there's him and then probably a few other people, I would imagine. But, you know, that's a pretty big name to have on your list, uh, Jesus Christ himself. But, uh, you know, Kurt Cobain and Amy Winehouse are on the 27th club, yeah. so not <laughs> not a bad other team. I yeah. wonder if they have if they have a rivalry there. Jimi Hendrix is in there. Uh, lots of lots of interesting names yeah. in the 27 club. Um, but not not I, at least at least not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Um, but yeah, this is uh, this is my birthday episode, guys. Happy uh, birthday! Yeah, thank you, Garrett. Garrett brought me some donuts. That's what right. a sweetie! I can't b- uh, bake a cake. Uh, I don't even. Know. We've talked about this. You don't like cake, so I think yeah. donuts are like the the you know the donuts co- are the cousin to a cake. The, you yeah, know? yeah, they are the closest thing to a cake. They're a fried cake. Yes, which is better. <laughs> which is always better. You know us Midwesterners. Oh, we love yeah. things fried. Absolutely. Everything is better fried. <laughs> um, but yeah, I love I love me some donuts. Um, I could eat donuts every day. I could. Uh, I shouldn't, but I, you know, I could. Do you have a favorite donut type? Uh, I, I'm a big um, Long John guy myself. Yeah, I'm a Long John guy. I, I, ma- I like maple bars usually. Maple I'll, bars. I'll go the maple okay. route if I'm doing a Long John. Um, I love um a raspberry jelly filled. Okay, I wasn't. Sh- I, none of the donuts um, that I I purchased are filled because I wasn't sure. You got you got the icing. You got yeah. you got the icing and sprinkles. Okay. Definitely love a classic icing and uh and a twist. Okay. You got twist and I love okay. a twist. Man, good. Um good. and uh and I like a I love an apple fritter. I love an apple fritter. See, like we could have just got a whole bag of apple fritters and just be eating those during the show. <laughs> we had uh we hosted D and D last night at, at here at my place and one of our members, her mother, baked us an apple cake and overnighted it. Oh man. So like we got oh, they this shipped cake. It to yes. The USPS. Oh wow. Yes. Uh shipped it across the country overnight for us to have that D and D night. Did not lose an ounce of moisture. It was delicious. Dang, that's skill right there. But I wonder if she like... had to account for like the gestation <laughs> gestation period there. Made it a little yeah. moist that way. You know, when yeah. it got here, it would be <laughs> the perfect amount of moist. Yeah, that would make <laughs> sense. But it was uh, it was delicious. But anyways, um, so we um have been spending this past month talking about could be horror movies, and this month because there's so many days in it, mm-hmm. uh, we get a fifth uh Tuesday in here, and we like to switch it up on those and do something a little interesting here and there where we can yeah and um you know we are both writers and um uh, so back in my in my early potting days Mm -hmm. 
Um, I guested on a podcast called the Pitch It Movie Podcast, and it's a great podcast. I used to listen to it all the time. Uh, they have since uh, not done it in a in a couple of years. Uh, but shout out to uh, Will, Pete, and ooh, forgot the third person's name. I'm gonna edit that part out, <laughs> or maybe I'll 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 re-edit it in later. Uh, shout out to the Pitch It Boys. Um, um, but it was a, it was a very fun podcast where they just like came up with all these different random movie ideas and they like kind of had, uh, made a little game out of it. They had like a little side character called Mr. Hollywood that yeah. would like, uh, pitch them different, you know, make them, uh, sway their ideas in one way or the other. But yeah. uh, the fun of it was just, just coming up with a movie like in, uh, like, you know, an hour and a half and just like a top to bottom movie, mm-hmm. um, at least as far as, um, you know as we can take it uh in that time so um i want to do a version of that yes you know because um you know you, you i mean if you guys follow me on twitter at underscore daddy disco you will see um i love to come up with random movie pitches i love doing fan cast stuff and mm-hmm. you know we're, we're we're nerds in that way and it's just that's it's true. just fun that's true um so that's what we're gonna do here we're gonna uh pitch you the the first bloody blunts uh production that that's the production studio you asked <laughs> who the studio was and i didn't think about that and i didn't think about how that would where the studio how that right. would influence mm-hmm. um the outcome of this movie yeah. and i think that's a wrench we will leave out sure we are we are simplifying um yeah. the the movie industry experience here for you guys it'll be crowdfunded or whatever the kids are doing yeah these days. so this is a bloody blunts production bloody blunts original uh, (laughs) trademark patent pending yeah um but someone someone uh we got a benefactor somewhere they're they're, they're throwing us some money and they said (laughs) you know we're we're gonna give you guys some money to make a movie very exciting um and before i explain how this is going to uh work because i mean this is a um again the the process we're gonna go through is kind of a uh this monstrosity is my doings um mm-hmm. i've been kind of leaving garrett in the dark this whole time of like how it truly is gonna work <laughs> um so so with not knowing much uh, how, what were you doing to prepare to to get the creative juices flowing uh dr- doing what i always do to prepare for this podcast and that's just consuming nice coffee uh get, <laughs> wake my brain up uh we like i said we had some donuts before this so some uh, a little nice sugar rush in between there but yeah like the wanted to mention uh, I am a writer but I don't do very much creative writing I did a little bit in college mostly to get a grade um, but I haven't really done much uh, on my own independently of that uh, Devon is is the uh, creative person in the room but I pride myself on someone who's watched a lot of movies and I think through the uh, you know uh, through the kind of mitosis of that I think I could pitch a movie whether, whether or not I could sit down and actually write the thing from you know page one to the last probably not but I, th- I think I've got enough ideas to be uh, clanking around in there and we'll see kind of what spills out <laughs> yeah and, and also again like since you've kind of you know been um, you know on the critical side of it and mm-hmm. you know you understand how the the industry works That's a little right. bit more than other people do sure so i feel like with this it's gonna end up being like a yeah. lot of like yeah. you know you uh i'll have like the ideas but you'll be the one reining me in and like <laughs> being like no if we if this movie actually would got is gonna get made sure. this is what we're gonna do perfect yeah, you'll I be think. the creative one i'll be the critical one <laughs> <laughs> so i think i think we're gonna kind of go in that way um, have you have you watched anything um, that we have not talked about on the podcast uh, recently that um, has like that may influence 
um, uh, one of your creative decisions going forward? I don't know if there's been anything that I've watched recently um, that would make me... Because you do watch movies like that every so often. Um, I think we've even talked about that on the podcast before. As there's been certain movies that we've discussed and it's like, oh, if I was to make a movie, it would be something like that. Like I would love mm-hmm. to be involved in something like that. I think honestly one the one that just kind of comes to mind uh, is uh, The Final Girls. You had just showed me that movie and shared that with me. And that seems like a movie that I would think of. You know, kind of this very super meta made by horror fans for horror fans kind of uh idea there and it's it's one that i think you know similar to what we're doing here that like the premise alone is what would kind of get you interested in that as opposed to something super abstract or really avant-garde it's you know the you can pitch it in an elevator and because of that that you know the premise is really strong so i think uh, I could see the movie that we pitched today or that we come up with today is is you know really strong on concept because we don't have to think about <laughs> the nitty gritty and, mm-hmm. and uh, character arcs and all that all that good stuff that you know make up these movies that we love. But um, yeah, uh, other than that, um, you know, I've I saw a couple of A twenty four horror movies recently. Some that I can talk about, some that I can't. Uh, but I did see Men. And you and I have talked off air about that, and uh, I don't think the movie that we're going to be pitching today is going to be much like that one. But it could be. It could be. <laughs> very well could be um i I definitely um uh threw in some stuff into uh we got some bowls on the table that i'm gonna explain to you guys um but uh we could go in a in a very weird route (laughs) who knows um i would say one that i watched recently and i didn't bring it up in our uh alien invasion month but Mm -hmm. i did happen to watch it during that month and i kind of didn't think about it um uh, horror queers did an episode on this um i think it was it's a spanish film um and or portuguese one of the two um and it is uh the untamed and um mm-hmm. they covered it and it's a um a very it's a sci-fi erotic film um that uh explores um some gender um and um sexuality themes Very of like repressed repressed sexuality um and like um also like you know also dynamics within a relationship um uh, but it, it this is as it all pertains to fucking an alien that is the ultimate pleasure huh monster interesting and what happens after that <laughs> so um, did you enjoy the picture or i did um it's very interesting um I, I I did enjoy it, um, but it definitely has um, the this element of you know like it 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 drew the two subgenres together in a way I wasn't expecting. Okay, and I found that very inspiring. I was like, oh, okay, gotcha. I was like, that's not where or like that's not how I thought these two things were gonna play together. Cause it's like they kind of present the the alien aspect at the beginning mm-hmm. and then they kind of forget about it for a while interesting and then spend a lot of time in this like human drama and then they bring it back into the fold and then it makes you retroactively think about the other stuff dang and yeah so just it really the, makes you think you know yeah so um it, it just the uh, the construction of um the way they brought the two subgenres together like that I thought was very interesting very so nice. um who knows if um something like that is going to come up um, but let's go ahead and start this madness. Okay, so so here's the scenario, guys. 
uh, bloody blunts. We got some money, you know, and we're being told we need to, we're going to make a movie. Mm -hmm. Um, so they want Garrett and I to write a, a spec script out for them. Um, for our own company. For our own. Well, it's not <laughs> in 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 the hypothetical. We are not the the owners. Just like, different even versions me, of us, so like in suits. Yeah, and like we we do not own Bloody Blunts. Bloody Blunts. Oh man, owns it's us. been taken away from us. Oh no. No, Bloody Blunts owns us. <laughs> it's always been that way. The brands become autonomous. Uh, autonomous. That it's like it's like a big yeah. robot head now. I see. Yeah, <laughs> like Power Rangers. It's just this giant. <laughs> yeah. So we're not hiring ourselves. We we're, we're we're nothing. We are we are pond scum still very nice we're still cool. we're trying to make a name in this industry wouldn't have it any know? other way <laughs> no exactly we love an underdog story and um so they're gonna have us write a spec script and uh the way we're gonna do this is um i have four bowls sitting in front of us um that will kind of um be little phases of um you know the industry and you know some things that might come up uh, throughout the movie making process, again, movies are made in various different ways, mm -hmm. and this is definitely not a hey, this is how Hollywood works, kids. No. But um, in in a way, it's sort of you know sometimes a way I of think it. it does a little bit to a degree. Maybe that's just me being cynical, but I think that there are some movies out there where it is a little bit of a. I don't know. What are the kids into this day? This thing? Okay, well, let's mix that with, okay, this, and then who are we casting in this? Okay, fine. There you go. You got go picture. You know? Yeah, there's <laughs> a, there's this comedian on uh, Instagram. His name's uh, it's Evan Williams, and he um, does a lot of movie-related things and, like, some of his sketches. And, like, mm -hmm. one of them was, like, basically, like, A24 Mad Libs. Oh, nice. <laughs> it's like him like snorting a line of coke and he's like all right so what do, i need this i need this and yeah. they, like the way he stitches it together is like essentially what we're kind of doing yeah um and so uh, the to get the ball rolling is um bloody blunts um they have a specific subgenre that's hot right now mm -hmm. that um is what they want us to make our script out of yes um garrett draw out of the the subgenre bowl oh man i see so me and Garrett each put in um, options for each bowl, so it could be either one of our picks for giving it a good jostle. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Give it a good Janice jostle. <laughs> Janice jostle. Okay. Um, acid trip fever dream. Okay. Well, who do you think that was? <laughs> uh, probably it wasn't me. So there's probably the other person in this room here. So we got an acid trip fever dream okay all right so we're gonna get weird that's exactly what I, my <laughs> other two were pretty normal and then i was just like oh let me just the, put this the one less in. weird one do you are we doing just the one subgenre? are we mixing subgenres here hmm. well you know i feel like this one is pretty broad and i was kind of thinking about that i was like is this one specific enough mm -hmm. so hmm hmm Let's go ahead and mix it. Let's okay. let's go do ahead and you, you do a second do the one. Okay. I think that's a good. I think that's a good call because that is a little broad. I didn't yeah. really think. No, it wasn't that. I would just think of a lot of you know. We the very movie math segment is like you got to take these other things and add them together. So what are we adding together oh. to the acid drop well, fever dream? A, two of my subgenres. Very nice. This is going to be interesting. <laughs> I think it will. This will be fun though for you. Okay. Um, I I wrote down neo universal monster remake. <laughs> okay. <laughs> cool that sounds fun yeah okay um people people were getting upset about the use of the word neo in neo horror um for that amy adams movie that's coming out it's uh, uh something bitch the the one where she, something about her turning into a dog 
I haven't seen what <laughs> is, are you am I being punked right now I've not heard no it's called like it's I was gonna say Disney's disenchanted Amy or? Adams it's like bitch something and um but it had a kind of funny description that people were like what the hell is a neo horror what does that mean um so I don't know we're gonna figure out what that means I am so fascinated by the this movie that I I need to look this up I might I might go down a rabbit hole you might have to you might have to pick me up out of <laughs> I mean no I I I oh man it's called Night Bitch Night Bitch that's what it was Sick. called but yeah, so Night Bitch in um in the description of the movie um because they really have only dropped the the poster and the premise there hasn't been a full thing yet. Wow. And um people were like, "What's neo horror? What does that even mean?" It's like so, neo noir, you know, like post modern yeah. kind of yeah. I think people were like, I don't know, getting upset that because I guess like I don't know if this is supposed to be like a like they're like oh horror with prestige actors but it's like well we've already been doing yeah. that like is that just a fancy way of saying elevated horror maybe maybe I don't know but I think um obviously because Universal monsters are you yes. know those are old movies so yeah. um you know would would you call the Invisible Man, um, a neo-universal monster remake. For sure, because if you look at those original movies, they're mostly like B-camp, fun kind of schlock. At least that's definitely how they were viewed at the time. You can definitely dive deep into the themes of something like Bride of Frankenstein or Frankenstein, but mm-hmm. for the most part, it's effects-driven, you know, just uh, uh, avenues to just shock and, and terror terrorize people they weren't viewed as like terribly uh, uh in depth or, or deep whereas like the new invisible man is like this metaphor of of spousal abuse and 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 gaslighting and how that impacts the relationship and how you know the society you know believes them and or you know inability to believe women victims and, and those kind of things so i definitely think that it fits into the if, if, you, if you don't like the word neo this kind of postmodern kind yeah. of kind of and that's uh, what i was gonna say modern yeah. you yeah. know yeah. like um Neo, I almost even think of as like a like when you think of like he's the one slight. Yes, he's the one. <laughs> um, thinking of like slightly in the future, like okay. but like when I think of like in the future, like ten years. Like, yeah. yeah, well, like, Invisible Man, he's got this big like suit. Exactly, you know, it's not like a, a scientific accident. It's like technology based, so it's yeah. more sci-fi. You know. Uh yeah, so um that's where we're gonna go, Very and nice. it's apparently gonna be a uh, acid trip fever dream. Okay. So do you want to put them all in a we're row gonna, so we can we can or we have a we have a cork board we can put them up uh, on? <laughs> oh my God, I do have. I have a cork board, and I should have I should oh, have man. gotten the pins ready because I actually do have a cork board. Um, but um, so that's what we're rolling with. Okay, Very nice. so this is uh, essentially a neon rated or a twenty four esque um, universal monster movie that it we're going to be going for. Yeah. So so the fun thing is um, we um, have our pick of universal monsters. So, yes. So what universal monsters are you most passionate about? Ooh, I have always. Uh, uh, the Frankenstein's monster has always been a big fan of mine. There's a lot of nostalgia in that. My dad really likes that movie. Uh, and that was one of one very early kind of classic movie that I watched one very early black and white movie that I've watched. And 
I've always thought that that one had the biggest potential for depth about like the hubris of man, lots of man versus nature there. And then with that, you also get the Bride of Frankenstein, which I think is really great there. But dude, I've been itching to see a really great like Wolfman movie. There was the one back in like the mid to late 2000s, like the Anthony Hopkins ones that uh, it's been oh, a, with, in the um, Benicio Del Toro. Yeah, it's been a hot minute since I've seen that might uh, benefit from a rewatch. But I'll tell you this. I'm sick of Dracula movies. I want to move on from those. There's been oh, yeah. so we can, many of those. We can skip you know? Dracula for sure. Yeah. I think, and I, I honestly feel that same way about Frankenstein, even though sure. even though I think Frankenstein is very interesting because we've gotten so many. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think Frankenstein has had the most variety mm-hmm. of iterations. For sure. Um, like we've gotten the more modern ones. We've gotten the, mm-hmm. you know, more straightforward interpretations. We've gotten we've some wackadoo. We've on like the side characters. and We've yeah. gotten Aaron Eckhart action vehicles. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, we've gotten a wide variety of Frankenstein yeah. movies. Um, even though I do love the story, um, I think we could go away from Frankenstein as well. So what are your thoughts on the creature of the I'm, Black Lagoon? See, I don't think there's enough of those. Um, okay. uh, me personally, obviously, my, my avatar on Twitter is uh, I'm somewhat of a tentacle man at heart myself. Um, okay. but, I'm, but I'm more of a kraken. I'm not more yeah. of like a creature of Black Well, Lagoon, if you look but. at our logo, there's two little ghosty boys and they're watching a, a, a television. Yeah. If you zoom in on the TV, it is the creature of the Black Lagoon. Which I did appreciate because, um, yeah, I think it's um one that we haven't really gotten a lot of. Yeah. But I'm always a sucker for a good uh, werewolf movie as well. Yeah. So we've got those. We've got... The, I, we- I like... Um, I, I think we haven't had enough Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde style movies. I could see that. Or are we doing maybe like a... a, a Monster Squad kind of uh, energy, where's there, where there's a bunch of them. Mm, some like Van Helsing up in here. Yeah, you know, mm, I don't know. So we've got. If you're not feeling the uh, the that, we've also got Phantom of the Opera is a thing, um, which is you know its own kind of own kind of style there. And if we're doing the classic monsters, so that kind of narrows down. I don't know if you consider the uh, Phantom of the Opera to be a monster, but he's he's actually in that. We've also got It Came From Outer Space. That was a universal movie. So there's um there's definitely some, so, some lesser known ones. So we there. both are so we're both a sucker for a werewolf movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. I think that's the the that's one that we had some overlap in. What would be your second choice behind besides a werewolf movie? Ooh, um, probably I could see the creature from the Black Lagoon, but I think honestly, Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde, or at least a, an iteration of that. Maybe it's not specifically those characters, but this kind of idea of this this exploration of nature and the dark side of nature, and like how that can come out of somebody, and this kind of I like the kind of dual lives that those characters have, and the sense of accountability could be interesting. Is like how does he hold himself accountable for these actions? Because it's not technically him; it's kind of this other person that he's uh you know uh has created on accident you know i, I kind of like that um i mm-hmm. think that there's also room for like some interesting kind of spinoff there the creature from the black lagoon i just I, I like the design of the the monster a lot um i don't know if you've actually seen the movie the movie itself is not very good um in my opinion uh, i like the the iconography of that creature um and some of the cast is fun and it's a fun movie it's just as far as like 
watching Frankenstein, I love the design mm-hmm. and the gothic nature of that movie. I think it still looks gorgeous. Where a lot of the creature from the Black Lagoon, it's it's on a set and they're in a boat and the thing comes out of the water. And I remember watching it. There's like the same musical cue like a hundred times in the movie. Um, it's a, it's a famous musical cue, but um. You know, Wolfman mm. could be interesting too, but again, I wouldn't be opposed to like a Monster Squad kind of situation. Uh, maybe it wouldn't be this uh, acid trip fever dream. Maybe, maybe you've got this, you know, um, fade to black kind of character. This person who's obsessed with all of these movies mm-hmm. and you know, kind of tumbles into this world. Maybe that kind of seems like a fever dream. So I had a, I I did or I have a Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde idea, mm-hmm. but it's a little serious okay i'm afraid to get serious i'm hmm. not afraid to get serious i'm <laughs> afraid to get serious devon yeah. i was like oh okay way to be honest cool <laughs> um but it would be a yeah it'd be a serious i'm not sure if serious was what i was going for on this episode but mm-hmm. i mean well when i say serious i mean who knows how yeah. exactly serious it would be yeah um but the idea that i had was like hey i think we could make a you know if i wanted to make a statement yeah, you know, um, Wolfman. I again love the iconography. I love the, um, you know, what it you know can represent in various themes. Um, it's always has a, yeah. you know potential for good visuals, the, and you can also still put some other subgenres onto it yeah, still as kind well. Of the animalistic nature of man and how that's you know uh, mm-hmm. kind of portrayed, but also not lest we forget, a lot of Universal monster movies did meld characters so you would have like frankenstein meets the wolfman or something like that to where you know again there were people like to point to the big ones if you're bride of frankenstein and your dracula but if you look at universal monster movies there were a lot of them and most of them were like yeah here's the sixth frankenstein movie and he's got a kid now you know <laughs> like so um we could definitely kind of be a little bit flexible with that idea okay i think i think i got our starting I think place. he's ready because you wanna you want a little team up action. I think we can make that happen. Okay. And I think Wolfman and a creature from the Black Lagoon mm-hmm. crossover. Okay. Is ambitious. It's a road trip movie. <laughs> it's um, a buddy cop movie. <laughs> so here's where I think that those two could intersect. Mm-hmm. Would be and I think would fit perfectly for our acid trip fever dream vibe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And of the Neo. Set this in New Orleans. Okay. New Orleans is a very spooky, magical yes. place. Um, if you guys have never been, I highly recommend it. I haven't been. Like, it is a place, like, when you're there, you just, like, feel something's a little different. Yeah. Like, in, the like, vibe. like when they yeah. say, you know, there's something different in this water, like, there, yeah. there really is. That's like, right. it, it makes your, it makes your uh, Apple GPS do weird things and go in different directions. Yeah. Um, nobody sleeps. You can drink alcohol at any time outside, the no dream. matter what. The dream. Um, it's um, I went um during a music festival, mm-hmm. Halloween weekend Ooh, one year. Very nice. Um, did um a lot of lot of drugs, a lot of them. <laughs> um, it was a wild time. Hey, Live to tell a story. So and um, but anyways, um, it would be interesting. Like maybe some sort of um. You know, a uh, bayou creature, wolfman, wa- turf war type deal, maybe. Maybe. Is that the... Something. So, are we having, like, these, these like, tribes of creatures? Like, is there, like, a little civilization of these Black Lagoon creatures and these, these wolfman creatures, or... 
Well, so I would say maybe that both of the the families these are these are these are families that have been in in Louisiana for generations. Okay. You know, these are old money families. Okay. But the modern, like, because we're going neo, yes. so it's like you know these are the the more you know they're very you know eccentric old money yeah like type but they're of also feuding werewolves? families. Yeah, I, I would I say both families are like shapeshifters. Oh, interesting. Got the, and you one got the of lizard them, people idea. Oh one gosh. of them, one of them shapeshifts into wolves. One of them shapeshifts into uh, sea creatures. I could see that. Swearwolves, uh-huh. not werewolves, uh-huh. or uh, werewolves, not swearwolves. So I could, I could see that. You got yeah, these uh, these tribes of of families who have this Swamp dark side creatures. to them, and there's mm-hmm. uh, a little bit of a clashing between the two of them. Yeah, so maybe one of them's the eccentric old money family. Maybe are we going with a class desperation, or do we want to put them on the same level? Because I kind of, as much as it is always interesting to do a class thing, I'm kind of over it a little bit. Hmm. So like, it would be cool to like kind of have like maybe these are you know both, you know maybe um both families of color but like of different ones but are on similar statuses i do kind of like this idea that these things are coming out of below you know of like a lower Uh, kind of lower uh that's just geographically lower but then also could be you know but uh, then the rich people could be the werewolves and they put off as being eccentric but it's like in reality they're monsters themselves but yeah that's okay yeah so swamp creatures could be some like uh you know they're the uh you know they're the we won't say you know like they don't have to be poor or anything maybe yeah. even they're just the the middle class people they're just like there the people go. just kind of live in yeah you know lower the the, class, the lower working blue collar kind yeah. of yeah yeah swamp creatures are blue collar homies now are they always blue collar like because i'm imagining like are they are they always these creatures? Because I'm imagining them like getting dropped off at school with their little flippers, and they're like, "All right, have a good day at school, Billy." And there's like a little you know fish hand fin waving, you know, their little kid goodbye. Or do they transform into these creatures? No, I I, I think they transform into these creatures. These are people, the blue collar people, and they like they live on the water, like they okay. live in the bayous, yeah, like, in the swamps yeah, and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. They live on the water, like in their little like either um um water water trailer homes or there i kind of like the idea that it's like a society kind of energy to where they are these creatures but they live kind of in secret like they live that's what i'm thinking for the werewolves would be even closer to that they're the they're actually like the high class people but they're also yeah you know these primal monsters i like that but they they live among humans but they don't they're not aware of these things you know i think that that's really interesting yeah 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 and then um so our protagonists are reading to a silver spoon. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so so with our protagonists, um, are we thinking like some teenagers, like with some like coming of age, and there can be like you know like teenage romance between the between two the, of okay. them? Like or do we want to make this more kind of, of an adult story, or do we want to keep this like being an adult story? Well, so I think first we needed to decide: are we are we telling a human point of view to where, like in society, they kind of stumble across this thing, or are we telling kind of a Romeo and Juliet? If we are doing a love story, is that another subgenre where it's a neo Universal monster remake, acid trip, fever dream, but it is also a, a romance movie? I mean, because I I think our options are either to go that way. 
because I don't really want to do the um, uh, audience surrogate person is mm-hmm. a, a regular human that yeah. is in between them. Mm-hmm. I don't really want that. Okay. I want it to be told from the point of view of the, the, the monsters, yeah. whether it be both of them or one of them. I see that. Um, I would say um, maybe told through maybe told through the the swamp creature mm-hmm. point of view yeah maybe but then and have it we can have a love story to like i can see that yeah maybe like if it's a younger member of the tribe their maybe uh shape-shifting abilities haven't fully formed yet they're not a full full-blown black lagoon creature maybe they've just got a couple of gills here and there uh and then the wolf they got thing or they like can't control it in. yeah they like can't <laughs> control it they don't know what's going on yeah um like hormones you mm-hmm. know yeah so swamp creature protagonist are we going um a a a a lad or a gal um hmm because it's interesting well because i i'm trying to think like back to the original movies the the black lagoon black lagoon creature definitely you know like is kind of leering after a woman most of the movie like the poster of the movie is him literally like like a lot of those movies were back then but uh, he is holding this uh you know, woman in his arms, either that or he, yeah, he is holding her in his arms. Uh, so you've got maybe a nice play on that kind of idea that you have this, you know, swapping of gender dynamics there. Um, what do you think? So have that? a swampy gal. It could be a swampy gal. Yeah. That's kind of what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. Swampy gal with a werewolf dude. Um, yeah. Nice handsome werewolf man. Yeah. I could see that. But the only reason I was going to say the other way around, because I mean, because... I imagine our werewolf character is going to kind of, obviously, they're not too judgy because they do, you know, start to fall for the swamp creature person at some point. But yeah. they also are going to have like an air of, you know, pretension to them of being like, you know, well, I'm, you know, I am different than you. But then once the swamp creature finds out that they're of the werewolf people, then they're like, wait a sec, now you're a monster too. You know, yeah. so how do we so it depends on how we want that dynamic to be. I think it's definitely interesting to have these, you know, uh, two groups kind of uh, living among humans. And there is like they are aware of each other. Maybe there's been some tension there, but you're not allowing this kind of melding of two worlds to happen. And then these people meet and they're like maybe a little unsure of it. And like it, it is kind of a Romeo and Juliet thing to where they, when they meet, they maybe don't know that they are a part of this, of this other group there. So are you wanting to lean into the Romeo and Juliet thing or stay away from that? Or do you think it's kind of inherent? I mean, I think it's kind of inherent. Yeah. Which I'm, I'm fine with. That's I, I honestly like the, for me, like Romeo and Juliet trope is a trope I will kind of never get tired of. Mm-hmm. I think you can put it into so many different contexts and scenarios and it be entertaining because yeah. it works for a reason, mm-hmm. honestly. Like it, yeah. it is one of those like tropes that it's like, again, yeah, it's a trope, but depends on how you use it because yeah. I think it can be used in so many different ways. So like, I'm totally cool with it. Yeah. So this being a Neo Universal Monster remake, that tells me that there has to be some sort of socio-political kind of undertones or angle to the movie so are we simply doing class struggles here are we also doing gender norms toxic toxic masculinity uh yeah you know uh, class up uh, uprising how what kind of angle are we taking on this so the what i'm thinking is i mean yeah i think it's gonna be a um i think it's gonna be a class thing but more of on the interpersonal level, mm-hmm. not on a, I, I don't think we're going to, 
um, uh, tap into any like big, um, you know, um, bigger explorations of it. So yeah. like, you know, as far as if this is, you know, again, like also a teenage, you know, story, what are the highest stakes that that could be, you yeah. know, and it's mainly of like class and status, okay. you know? Yeah. So like what I'm thinking is, um, the, uh, it's Swamp Gal. I think, I think Swamp Gal protagonist is okay. the, the way to go. Sure. Um, and we have, <laughs> once we, once we, um, once we get this going, we'll come up with some names. A proper name for Swamp Gal. But that just makes me a little swampy. Um, so we'll have a Swamp Swamp Gal. Swamp Gal, yeah. And um, she'll be our protagonist. And we can go with the, you know, like, you know, the the, the, the guy is a, he's a good guy. He's, mm-hmm. a, he's a good hunky guy. Okay. You know, Important. but... And uh, I think we're going to, do we go the route of he hides his, where he's from and being like, oh no, like I love like, like, you know, being included with you. And then when she's like, wait a second, you're rich. And then it's like, uh, uh oh, you know, like I kind of envisioned that kind of dynamic maybe. Yeah. Like he's like, like they always hang like with her people, you know? And it's like, she's like, oh, he likes like. He doesn't feel like he's less than like he like, mm-hmm. but then like any time she's like, "Well, can we go to your place?" He's like, "No, no, no." Like, go to your your werewolf mansion. Yeah, yeah, and he's yeah. just always like playing it down, like no, no, and then eventually when he finds out, I feel like that's like kind of our, I I like that um kind of that arc that route. So or we maybe it could be like a Little Mermaid kind of situation to where it's like these people. Uh, her her father, so to speak, is like afraid of the the people above because they have you know terrorized them and you know and sees them as violent, warring people. And I mean, if know. we're gonna have Swamp Gal, we definitely have to have protective Swamp Daddy. A hundred percent. Yeah, that, that, that we seemed, definitely got. That seemed have like them. a given. I didn't feel like it needed to be said, but uh, yeah, like a, uh, I think is the dad's name is Poseidon. I think it is that Poseidon in the Little Mermaid. My, uh, it's been a while since I've seen it, but a, a a figure like that who is, you know, a little overprotective, doesn't understand, you know, this this hate and separation between the groups has been, you know, something they've lived with for a while now. So maybe she, yeah, goes against her father's wishes to to uh, you know. So have they? Are we doing a situation like? They've always went to school together, but never interacted. Type deal, or is Ooh. one of them new to school, to um, high school? Uh, by the way, dad's name is Triton. Um, so, okay, I I'll, <laughs> I don't know if you're aware if you're keeping up on your your young girl uh, merchandise of like dolls and stuff like that. But there's like a line of toys I believe are called like Monster High. Uh, so it's like a bunch of different monster teenage yeah, characters. Yeah, yeah no I wouldn't. High. I wouldn't be opposed to doing something like that. To where at the school, it's not. Oh, it's every not, bit. <laughs> like there's other creatures there, and there's other. You know, kind of. You've got the Frankenstein monster. You've got the Draculas. You've got the. I would. W- what are you feeling about that? Or do we like these two? Because I'm just. I'm just wondering why specifically these two groups are at odds. Is it simply because of the water, not water thing? Is there a scarcity resource or resource scarcity to where they're all trying to hunt? And- no, I mean, I think it's a, a definitely like a class allegory of like, oh, yeah, the people that live in the trailer park by the swamp. Like yeah. they're the, yeah. you know, they're the that. trash, you know, yeah. but then like, yeah, like these 
werewolves that have been around, you know, families that have been around for centuries. Because, yeah. like, they are also slightly older and, like, have, like, these, like, slightly longer lives. So, yeah. like, they're, you know, which, mm-hmm. ooh, I, well, that might get weird, I guess. <laughs> okay, maybe scratch that age thing. Oh, like the, like, <laughs> Twilight Syndrome? Yeah, I was, Ed, yeah, I was like about to say. Yeah, 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 so I was about to say, uh, well, mm, should we scratch <laughs> that? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I'm curious, though, like, so is if we are doing a purely Romeo and Juliet story, I feel like the story is kind of played out for us, you know, like we do know eventually kind of how that plays out. Are we strictly following that template or are we kind of uh, just using that as the sort of the framework and less of the actual story itself? I mean, definitely the framework. I think we have some, we'll have plenty of opportunities to kind of subvert the Mm -hmm. typical way that it does play out Mm -hmm. in, in certain aspects um, and make it a little, even though it is a tragedy, we can make it even yeah. more tragic. So to maybe spark horrific. some ideas, you want to draw another card here and see where this takes see, us? Yeah, so that would be um, our director. Um, so you know, so so yeah. we got a so we got an outline going. You okay. know, we we got like this coming of age Romeo and Juliet monster movie. Yeah, with a class struggle at the core of it. But it's also a- acid trip fever dream. But we're gonna get acid trip fever dream. Don't worry, because yeah. I think this is gonna with a high school. I think. Uh, angle it's like you know we can like kind of go with like a euphoria i was gonna say <laughs> um they, they definitely attend yeah. euphoria high if any high school definitely um yeah. so i think that would be kind of hope hopefully depending yeah. on the director that, <laughs> that uh, great that that uh that does it so i'll do a director i tried to there was like one director that i was like i think garrett will put in um, so I won't put them in, but then okay. I'm ups- I'm gonna be upset if they weren't in the bowl at okay, all. Okay, we'll let me know afterwards, uh, and we'll we'll see if I if I put it in. I'm also trying to remember who I put in. I swear it's not because it's my birthday. That's oh, all my choices that we okay. keep. <laughs> what, what, what is that it? we keep don't, doing? Don't, don't leave us in suspense here. Um, let me know what you think, because I mean we can we can also uh do a, a mulligan draw. Oh, I I I'm keeping with whatever the fates you know handed us. We got so we Lynn, Lynn Ramsey. Ramsey. This is gonna be a dark little movie. Lynn Ramsey. Wh- who? Wh- what director choices did you have in there? So I put Ari Aster. Okay. Uh, Sam Raimi. Uh, okay. And I'm trying to think of the third person that I put in here. Um, uh, um, James Wan was the other okay. person I put in there. So a bunch of dudes. I'm also seeing that you had included uh, uh, Harmony. Harmony Corinne. Yeah, I yeah. can see that. I, I mean, can see that. I course. think she'd be a good fit for this. Yorgos Harmony Corinne's a dude. Uh, I, oh, I apologize. Harmony. <laughs> uh, Yorgos Lanthimos, I think, would be a, a perfect fit. For I thought this. Yorgos would have been a would have been a fun one, but he Lynn Ramsey. So we're gonna go. I mean, we're gonna be a little serious, but I mean, Lynn Ramsey definitely has a lot of style uh, to her directing. I think she is fantastic. Um, you know, between um, we need to talk about Kevin and um, you were never really here. Those are two of my favorite movies of um of the 2010s easily mm-hmm. and um yeah definitely has um this uh rawness to it um uh, you know this so this could also um be along the same lines of um did you see waves by trey edward schultz i did maybe that kind of vibe as well yes yeah, so it's um, a tragedy it, here it's very yeah. raw but like and it's packed with a lot of emotion mm-hmm. but um you know the way that he used uh, the camera work and like the music and stuff um you know lynn ramsey definitely known um you know for having a very distinct visual style and the way that they um a lot of attention to detail mm-hmm. as well 
Maybe the so I'm trying to think of like what would be an inciting inc- incident for this because I think waves. So we gotta go tragic, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. waves has a big. Uh, if I won't spoil it if you haven't seen the movie, Such but there a good is fucking there movie. is Jesus. very uh yeah very like I I think that's on my list of movies that are better when you know nothing about them. But um something happens that kind of kickstarts uh, a lot of the events that we see in the movie. So I'm trying to think: is there a werewolf on creature violent like murder that happens, which kind of kickstarts this tragedy? tragedy maybe you know um this maybe this human ends up dead and it's getting investigated getting looked into and so the parents are wanting them to be on their best behavior maybe i don't know if that'll if that impacts these characters much maybe it is uh you killed one of ours kind of yeah that's what i'm thinking so uh so a werewolf killed a swamp person dang that's another swamp gal gone uh uh, uh, a werewolf killed a swamp person at some point and maybe this is, um, you know, um, it's kind of one of those things where it's like, you know, we're, I won't say maybe we're not like directly in New Orleans, but mm-hmm. we're in like maybe, um, you know, a a little bit outside of New Orleans. It's still something. Like, yeah, or maybe like swampy. kind of like on that like borderline. Everglades you know? kind of situation. Yeah, yeah. To where we do still have like, yeah, like, you know, uh, higher class people. Um, but then, it, yeah. but then like, maybe it's like, you know, this is like kind of the, the talk of the town, like yeah. type deal, you maybe know, it's, it's like, it's school. a, it's a, it's a community that's like involved in like, you yeah. know, yeah. and again, like, uh, I think the, the swamp creatures and the werewolves, they know each other, of each other's existence. I think the rest of the humans are a little ignorant to know. Yeah. The, I think, yeah. Or maybe they have like theories, you know? Yeah. Or just those people are just weird and, you know different so to speak yeah so maybe there there was a murder it was a swamp person yeah you know but we do still have the the humans investigating it as if it's just a regular murder it's a tragedy that has kind of shook the community a little bit i kind of like if it's more one of the wolf people that dies because i feel like in society when a a poor person dies or uh who society deems is kind of less than i feel like when there's violence that happens there it's not much of a news story but when somebody of a higher class gets killed or for instance that's much more important you know or it's not it's not more important but like society deems it as more important uh and more worthwhile more worth the time you know mm-hmm. so maybe uh there's something there to explore so maybe okay um i think you no know, you make a good point there Maybe this, like, this, yeah, it's a werewolf person that's killed, and, like, it's being, like, kind of, yeah, covered mm-hmm. um, a little bit more widely, but then, yeah. like, there can still be some, like, backdrop of, like, yeah. oh, well, this is being talked about on the news, but yet nobody um, has done anything about when four yeah. swamp people died during yeah. Yeah. such and such. For sure. Maybe there's some retaliation there, or... Mm. yeah yeah it could be some retaliation some wolf on okay so the wolf there was like because lynn ramsey has this wonderful like oh kind of the 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 violence of you were never really here is very uh understated and suggested but still so brutal uh and you know like the weapon the character wields kind of hits you like a hammer um and it, it that's just a very uh, very affecting movie. I haven't seen Ratcatcher, so that's one that uh, I won't be able to reference as much. But we need to talk about Kevin does have violence, but more towards the latter half of that movie. But those are definitely both movies that are kind of tragic uh, in 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 their own way. So I think that that fits well for our our story here. So I think I figured out. Okay, a little he's ready. A little thread of a thing. He's had an epiphany. 
I think this would be in very Lynn Ramsey fashion or in like the fashion. Mm-hmm. So, so, okay. So the, during, throughout the movie, there's this investigation mm-hmm. going on in the background of yes. one of the werewolf people sure. that has died. And it's this whole thing because it's like getting all this attention. It's becoming a big media thing, mm-hmm. you know, and it's upsetting, you know, and, but, you know, it is because, um, you know, we'll say that, there was um four we'll say there were three swamp people mm-hmm. or do we even need to have it be multiple hmm. hmm hold on okay he's thinking he's collecting his thoughts okay here we go he's got it so there is there's uh there were there were um two there were two swamp people they were they were they were twins oh there were two there's two twin swamp gals okay that were that were or that were brutally murdered attacked. they were attacked they were brutally murdered attacked yes. and it was a big whole thing yes nothing happened ah you know yeah. or like there was like some investigation but then they kind of ruled it off as yeah. like you know whatever maybe there's it, some it, political corruption there was something you know? you know it got it got swept under forgotten yeah. about cops were like eh, don't. yeah and then so the inciting incident of this movie is like you know boom um one of the one of the suspected uh or one of the one of the werewolf people ends up dead you oh, know oh i see and in uh, we come to find out when with the the two swamp gals mm-hmm. were attacked mm-hmm. Um, there was a group of werewolf boys that were accused Ooh. of of um attacking know, of them, attacking yeah, them. assaulting them. As it we'll were. say there were we'll say there were four of them. Okay, we'll say there were four werewolf boys. A pack, if you will. A pack, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so and we will come to find out later later that our main love interest, werewolf boy. <laughs> Who is very sweet? Ugh. He's very Prom- sweet, but he was there. Promising young woman style. Promising young woman style. Not, he was. Not to spoil he that was movie, there. But damn it, <laughs> he was there. Ah, uh, that's tough. And, and I mean, we can go even further. Like, I mean, he, promising young woman. He gets off easy. Yeah. And this, like, what if he was a participant? I don't know. We'll get to that. Yeah. Yeah. But and he so, was. But he was in the group. But he's, you know. But he's a sweet. He's a sweet boy. Yeah. So is we that the is that the tragedy that instead of. So what, Romeo and Juliet killing themselves, maybe she, you know, uh, Swamp Gal, as, as her name is, maybe she is the one that kills him, you know, or or does he does he can he not live with the live with the guilt? So here? are we gonna connect Swamp Gal and um the the two uh, previous Swamp Gal? So let's first let's get some names. Yeah. Um. So mm-hmm. with Swampy Gal. Oh, Who have man. you been picturing in your brain and with Lynn Ramsey's uh, directing, like, who's been in their films in mind, maybe, or who we would think would pop up in well, their films? Well, before we get into the casting, we do have a casting bull, so maybe we should do that, because there is a name that I wrote down that... Well, no, that's our stunt cast. That's not our... That's not, like, a main cast Well, there is, a, there is a name there that I have been thinking about as, as Swamp Gal, so it, I could, I could throw it out early. Uh, I did write down Anya Taylor-Joy. So if she does get drawn, then we will have to draw again. I so, mean, she definitely looks like an alien. I think she would totally be able to fit and kind of. So I'm imagining. I haven't seen the movie, but are like, we still? Um, can she still play high school at this point? Um, that's my only she played concern. Like a kid and 
Queen's Gambit. That was like a year or two ago. She literally played like a 15-year-old girl in that. And, yeah, you know, but they did like some forced perspective stuff. Oh, on we that. can de-age. Yeah. There's technology. Here, I don't, bloody I, bloody I don't know. That, 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 was my only, yes. that is my only concern because I love Anya Taylor-Joy. Hey, this That's is our movie. We've got the money for, okay. uh, for a Anya Taylor-Joy. <laughs> She's in. But which I was, is, yeah, I was thinking of like a velour kind of you know, oh, yeah. vibe. Like, I love velour. That, that kind of look there, you know. Um. Uh, Anya Taylor Joy is a good choice. Let me think of. Let me just think if there's any other choices. Hmm, that I like that might be a little younger. What about um? What about um? People love Jenna Ortega right now. She's great, and she's actually a teenager. She's great, yeah. Uh, or like uh, Thomas and McKenzie. She's really talented. Thomas and McKenzie too. Um, yeah. very small mouth. Love her. <laughs> <laughs> That's your one note. That's your studio note. Got a small mouth. I don't know why I thought of that so much in la- in uh, Last Night in Soho. Like, I love her, but she has, like, a very small mouth for some reason. Yeah, I think uh, Jenna Ortega is definitely popular right now. Um, um, uh, what about some of the Euphoria girls? Um, uh, Sydney Sweeney, Sid maybe? Sweeney. It's so interesting now because watching Sid Sweeney, because I've seen, if you've seen The Voyeurs, mm-hmm. um, she gets to play an adult. She has a lot of sex, and now it's very tough for me to even think of her as a high schooler as in Euphoria, school yeah. uh, which is super funny. Um, uh, we got... Um, Maud Apatow. Ooh, Elle Fanning could be good. I think she would fit really well. Elle Fanning, and she's still on the younger side. She can definitely still play high school, even though she's, like, our age. Yeah. Um, I could see Elle Fanning. Um, I thought uh, Sadie Sink, she's in Stranger Things. She's the redhead in Stranger Things. She's very talented. I could see that as well. Mm. Ooh, I didn't know she was 19. She looks a lot younger. Uh, Sophia Lillis, who is uh, in It. She's, like, the the main quote-unquote love interest of of it oh well bev yeah uh bev yeah she's she's apparently 19 didn't know that but uh yeah mm. she's obviously uh in that in that age group there love uh caitlin deaver i don't know if she's quite sinister enough um she's no yeah i think my vote would be um uh, sophia lillis who was in it um i think that that would be a good pick there um yeah i think I, that would okay probably who I'd I, actually there. i think i think i like that pick Cool. I like that pick. Um, she definitely has a down-to-earth quality about her. Yeah. Um, she could definitely play that like kind of um, you know, southern country bumpkin. I think. Yeah. Like kind of you know um of that kind of class that we're going for. Yeah. Like I an think un- would make understated sense. beauty. Not, not understated you know, beauty. Not, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't look like a. Like a Victoria's Secret model. Redheads so, yeah. are secretly lizard people. Um, so yeah, I <laughs> it think all that fits. makes sense. It all fits. I think yeah. that I think that makes sense. Yeah. So okay, yeah. Let's uh. So what is her name gonna be? Uh, the character's name. Oh man. Ooh. Um. We could uh, ha- let narrow down the first letter. Maybe. How are you? Yeah. Feeling? Do we do we do R and J just to still be like, okay. hey, don't forget this. <laughs> yeah. Let's just get. Do you want to do that just to be fun? Yeah. Let's get uh really over. Um. So her name will start with a J. Or Ruby. I like maybe Ruby or uh or. I'm or not. well, actually, I guess technically she would be the Romeo. Um. Oh man. Well, technically, per the story, Romeo is the more poor one. He's yeah. more of the uh the yeah. lesser. So yeah, techni- So her name would start with an R. Because we're doing yeah. it switcherooski. So like maybe a, a Ruby Riley, um, Rose Reese. You could do a. Is Rose too on the head? Oh, <laughs> Romeo and Juliet, or oh no, Rose because she's also a, a ginger. Oh yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm looking, uh, Rayana, that's a, that's a pretty name. 
Uh, yeah, I'm just literally just looking at a list of uh, Ray, Ray, uh, our names here. Um, do you have any ideas? Fuck it. Her name is Rose. Rose. There you go. Because <gasps> why Rose. not? Because yeah. why not? All right. We got we to gotta pick our, our uh, Juliet, as it were. So, so um, I'm thinking someone tall, dark, and handsome hmm. for, our, for our sweet werewolf boy. Like some, something kind of burly, you know? Like, um, I don't know. I really like um, uh, the who played the middle section in Moonlight. He hasn't been in hardly anything. Uh, Saunders, Ashton Saunders. Yeah, he's like. Um, a, he's... I think he he's on the younger side still, and I just really haven't seen him in much. I've always wanted to see him in more. He's yeah, very talented. I don't I don't know if um, I could see him as like maybe one of the friends. I I just don't see him as. He doesn't give he, you a leading leading boy. No, no, it's not that at all. He's just not. I kind of just thought maybe it's. Uh, I just thought thumb be a little burlier, a little bigger, maybe. Um, okay, he's yeah. Kinda, he's kind of skinnier. Oh, there you go. Someone There's, a little, someone a little bigger. He's a werewolf. There you go. I'm looking at an image from. It looks like the Met Gala. Or something yeah, that like was that. him at the Met Gala. Yeah, he looks. But uh, yeah, I could see it. No, yeah, I really somebody, like him. Somebody think, a little bit burlier. I think he could be like a, a Tybalt character or something like that. Mm. Uh, if you're familiar, it's like his Romeo's yeah, friend yeah. who ends up getting killed. I I think I could definitely see that. Um, not that he's not a leading actor. He's very talented and was uh, great not only in Moonlight but also uh, Native Son, which is which is very good. So in- incredibly talented. I just I I think I just thought of something somebody a little bigger. I don't know, like a little bit more stocky, I suppose. Somebody with a little more muscles. Hmm. Hmm. Um, Mason Gooding from uh, Scream recently. He had a lot of charisma. Oh, one of the good-looking chap. One yeah. of the twins. I I like him. He's he's really yeah. Uh, Cuba Gooding Jr.'s kid. I thought Cuba Gooding Jr. Let's just throw him in this. Yeah. I mean, uh, I I mean, he's 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 I got think, it. I think he uh, is canceled now. Didn't is he? Uh, Mason Gooding's canceled. What? Uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. I think. Oh, think Cuba Gooding Jr. I don't know. Didn't something happen? Hold on. I thought he just he just kind of fell off. That's all I thought it happened. <laughs> But uh, Mason Gooding, what do you think? I think he's uh he's, from Scream. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think, he's, I think yeah. he can still play high school. Obviously, um, he's got some good charisma. He is hot. Um, he definitely looks like he'd be a werewolf. I think. I think that's a great pick. Yeah, Cuban Gooding Jr. Uh, turns out not a great guy. Uh, sentenced to one year in jail for doing some bad stuff. But uh, yeah, I think that that's a great pick, and I think him and Ashton Sanders would uh. Would uh, fit well together. I could see well, I, I, and by the way, he would be Mercutio. Tybalt is uh, Romeo. The other one. Tybalt yeah, is yeah. Uh, Julia's cousin. Yes, my mistake. That my is mistake. Romeo's rival. So we've got our Mercutio. Do we have a Do we have a Tybalt? Are we casting that as well? Are we so, getting that deep? So it would be. I mean, these are. So it, so we need. We'd basically be doing the yeah the best friend of Rose, yeah. our Swamp Gal, and we having the, a, another Swamp Gal and or then, a Swamp Boy. Oh yeah, the, no, it'd be a Swamp Boy. Yes, yes. Swamp boy, okay, or or a swamp gal. It can be a swamp gal. I don't care, either uh, one. Well, I'm just thinking if if they're gonna fight, you know, uh, unless we want to have him killing a young lady. Um, well, I mean, see, this is where we can also start taking liberties with yeah. how strict we're gonna follow the Romeo and Juliet stuff. Yeah. Um. So I think with the supporting characters, we can flip them in whichever way, and it, it'd be just kind of whatever. Hmm. Like the Jenny Ortega one, she you threw her. Also, out what her. is our uh, werewolf boy's name's gonna be? His name starts with a J. 
Okay. Hmm. For our Juliet, um, Jackson. We yeah, have Jeremiah. Okay, uh, Jacob. Maybe a little too on the not nose. Not Jacob. <laughs> we are not <laughs> Jacob. Um, <laughs> um, we're uh, apparently aren't J names like very famously like toxic people. I think I've seen that on TikTok a couple of times. What Jared? Uh, people what? have like James. Yeah, apparently, that's a thing. I don't know. Not to say, uh, but uh, apparently, that's um, Julian. You know, Julian. Julian's a good name. Julian. Julian will fit. I like that. Julian. Julian and Rose. <laughs> are two lovers. I wrote down a, a Rose and Julian. I wrote down something in our later uh uh bowl that we will introduce and I'm like, "Oh man, I hope this gets picked." <laughs> I hope that's the note. And hey, Anya Taylor-Joy still in that bowl can still get picked. St- can still get picked. I think if we do pick her though, we need to have another one, you know, cuz she's already been she's already been uh uh, cast in our in our movie here, but uh, I'm ready to move on to casting. Find out who the stunt actor is. Um, uh, stunt casting, I should say. So yeah, we got. I think we got like the the kind of main framework mm-hmm. of um of like you know where the story's kind of gonna go. And yeah, I think the stunt cast will um decide who uh, because I guess it'll be um when we do have our stunt cast, it's like is it gonna be a cameo? Are mm-hmm. they gonna have like a par- a parental role? Yeah. Um, where where are we going in this? So, uh, Garrett, go ahead and choose. And if it's in my handwriting, choose again. I want to okay. get yours in. <laughs> could be a could be a teacher, maybe. Like yeah, a, or a teacher or a cop, the lead or, detective on hey, the case. Yeah. yeah, we definitely have some options. Okay, maybe we'll do two just in case. That is your casting. I would love to see how that person would fit in here. <laughs> uh, it's actually funny. There's one in there that would be hilarious. Okay, here we go. Oh, good. This is a good one. So my stunt casting. Okay. What we got? I picked this person because I, I, I think they're incredibly talented. They're not in enough stuff, and I deeply, deeply want them to be in more things. Uh, so I picked a uh, horror legend himself, Robert England. Uh, oh, okay. Very talented, and I think he could totally, could totally fit. In I this. almost put um, I almost put Tony Todd in for one of my choices. I mean, yeah, but I didn't. Yeah. yeah. Um, I but I had uh, some. Uh, there's one choice in here that honestly, if we like wanted to put him in, here, it's already been referenced on this podcast. Um, or at least, or maybe it was before we were recording. Uh, you, I picked Tom Cruise originally. If you that's did. What you're referring yep. to, I was like, I'm fascinated to see how Tom Cruise would fit into this. <laughs> I mean, it should we? Maybe we should make Tom Cruise um Rose's. I don't know, uncle that she lives with. <laughs> the uncle. <laughs> Her, her 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 drunkle that she lives with possibly but i think with robert england here it's it's tempting not to want to put him in makeup you know uh to yeah get him but in you know face. what when i saw him in um you know in like say something like um behind the mask yeah uh, the rise of leslie vernon it was so nice to see him out of makeup and get yeah. to play himself but also get to play on another horror archetype yeah um i thought that was super fun yeah and he was very fun in that role that's what i said he's great so he's super so talented. i mean he would make a, a great um hero hero sheriff of the town i think oh, yeah. uh, i think he would make a great sheriff um he would make a great um you know um teacher that the kids like that that gives you know um tough love advice maybe yeah maybe I do kind of like that he's the he's the detective on the case, you know, and he's. I think that makes the most sense. Yeah, sheriff or detective, because I I still see this as a as a, a it's small a, town. Yeah, like not like tiny, but yeah. a smaller town. Yeah, he's the. 
Yeah, I think he's the. He maybe used to be the sheriff, but maybe something happened that he's been he's been demoted. Uh, maybe he's. Oh, I got this. I think maybe he's a private in- investigator. Uh, I think he used to be the sheriff, but he maybe made the wrong call and he was like He made go. the wrong call with the was with he the, the one case. that with the with the twins. Maybe maybe they paid him he off. He made the wrong call with the twins and he's been he's felt guilty over it cuz he he was on the right so track. So he got kicked off the force. Yeah. And for something. Or, or yeah, or okay, the the wolf people private investigator. The now. wolf people used their money and influence to get him kicked off the case cuz he was getting too close to it. Uh, and uh, or paid him off, and he took the money, and now he feels guilty for yeah. taking the money. and then and so the- now as a private investigator, he gets yeah. hired by someone in the swamp yeah. people neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. or just took it upon himself because he saw that this has happened, and he maybe didn't make the right call then, but it's it's his duty to do it now. I like it. Yeah. I like it. We'll name him, Um, what's a good oh, man. former cop name? <laughs> Uh, like uh, I mean, Jim or James is always a yeah. We've already got a J strong. Name. Already we got, do already have a J name. Um, maybe like a a B name. Like a, I, I like B maybe for his last name. Um, of uh, Bart, Bart, <laughs> Bart. Uh, what about Baker? Baker, like Detective Baker, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so is uh, uh, um, former Detective Baker. That is. What about uh Mike Michael Baker uh, uh no Jim Baker um mm. Frank uh, Baker Frank Baker <laughs> <laughs> um uh, Luke is too seems too juvenile no. yeah um Bill Baker Billy Baker Billy Baker <laughs> Billy Baker feels like the I don't know it's like the shithead <laughs> wolf guy that you know maybe did that terrible thing that that seems like Billy Baker you know um. Uh, oh, Bailey's kind of a nice last name. How about in an homage to um, our favorite uh, Twilight Daddy, Charlie Baker? Oh, there you go. There you go. That fits. Yeah. Charlie Baker. Yeah. Shout out to... See, I'm, I was never Team Edward or Team Jacob. I was always Team Charlie. Oh, for sure. Uh, love it. So we got Charlie Baker played good, by Robert name. England. Yeah. Um, As he... So yeah, he... So he took some money. Mm-hmm. By the the rich werewolf people, yeah, to to let the boys go. Mm-hmm. Um, are the boys uh, stereotypical athletes? Are we gonna go that route, or are they just gonna be? Or are they the the academics of the of no, the I see them as I see them as frat guy douchebag, you know. Uh, so just they're they're just nothing. They're just high status people. I think they're. Well, so I also think it's interesting because I want because I, I want to be able to endear Julian in a way as well. So, like you know, have him subvert. Yeah, something I liked something about in there. Promising Young Woman is a lot of the guys in that movie parade around as being quote unquote nice guys, but when given the chance, they are still the dickheads, you know, and they still uh, are are going to do the things that they claim that they don't do. I think that that could be really interesting. That they're maybe not. Um, Obviously, you know, jock douchebags are just kind of given the opportunity. They're not going to make the right call. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
maybe he's yeah maybe it's just like their family and he's around them but maybe he's not like close friends with this i i, I do like that um because maybe he's the sensitive one you know, he's the sensitive artist or i could something. see that i do like that charlie baker maybe takes this money feels guilty for it and then after that kind of falls off the wagon and that's what gets him fired from the force is that maybe he because of the guilt of not taking this maybe he just you know has a substance abuse issue or something like that or 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 do we want to or do we just want to make it to where like that he didn't take money but he maybe like because he didn't take money they still did something to like besmirch his reputation to get him kicked off the force that could be so maybe he's just trying to earn his reputation back i could see that even though he was originally trying to do the right thing to begin with yeah i could see but like he made a mistake maybe yeah like and he and he still blames himself but even though he was doing something good maybe Mm -hmm. he'd made a mistake with like evidence or something or um or like he like booked one of the kids but didn't read his miranda rights or i don't know something yeah I definitely like the idea that something the, like that. Maybe I, I still want the I want the police department to be corrupt because I don't want to have this overly, you know, uh, praising of the of, of police. I think it would definitely be interesting to have that that corruption element there, and that that's mm-hmm. definitely a piece of it. I, I still want to maintain that for sure. Yeah, like so maybe maybe his maybe his partner was very corrupt, mm. and then he you know let it slide yeah you know which i think is still a powerful message yeah, in itself he's, too he's, like he's that, new to the force he was a transfer he's new to this area doesn't want to cause too much of a stir because I, I think that's a, a good message too that like hey like even still just being a bystander mm-hmm. you know you can still be yeah you know implicit in like you know For sure. things going on like, and it, that goes back to our our lead boy here maybe that's what his whole thing was ah you know? there yeah, we go he maybe didn't he maybe didn't uh, there we go and uh you know uh commit these acts but he was he was there and maybe he didn't shut it down or didn't step in you know yeah so okay so we got we got a lot of stuff going so let's go ahead and get a, a timeline going a timeline of like when this is set or yeah so so is this uh is the senior year um are we oh, going I that see. kind of route i mean uh, I, I that's usually you know i guess it's it, i would say it either has to be senior year or freshman year but i think senior year kind of think senior year is nice because then you could also have sense. this idea of like and something else like about promising young woman. about becoming an adult and like yeah but this like oh they've got such a bright future ahead of them so you don't want to tarnish those things like i, mm, I oh I yeah love that, that idea always, of that movie. yeah they're like oh they're such good boys and they've got a full ride they were they were kids yeah. they made a mistake yeah do you want to really want to ruin with, their whole future whole, because yeah. of whatever you know yeah i think yeah. that that fits and and obviously for their ages too, I think. Um, for sure, just doing senior year makes the most sense. That's right. Um, and so that way we can get away with euphoria high shenanigans because yes. they are almost adults, you know. So, yes. So it's like they they are senior year, and um, you know, uh, Rose was the were the twins were they um family were they just good friends? Um, what were they? Because I, I I'm I'm guessing. We're going to come in, we're starting senior year, and Rose is super down because yeah. this event happened, like, over the summer. 
I think um, so. She comes into senior year and is just so down and out of it, and you yeah. know everybody's tr- telling her she still needs to enjoy senior year. She mm-hmm. has so much more life ahead of her, maybe, and all this stuff. And so I'm, I'm trying to think of like, so if this thing did happen to her and it was her sisters, then it would make sense that her father or something would be against that. But it also makes sense if it was just friends, her father would still be against it. Like I don't want what happened to them to happen to you, kind of thing. And maybe this. I mean, I think we should do family. Yeah, because again, these are all uh, swamp people yeah. and and werewolves. Um, so I think keeping a family affair makes it <laughs> the most sense. Is that a dig? So keeping it in the family for the swamp people is that a dig, Devon? <laughs> is it? <laughs> you know, you like the the joke. It's you know. Do I have to explain the joke? Okay, yeah. never I'm lost. <laughs> never mind. Like this. Uh, never mind. That one. Yeah. That one went. Never mind. The listener gets it. The listener gets it. Oh yeah, somebody gets it out there. Um, but, um, but no, I, I, okay. I get what you mean now. Okay. Um, but <laughs> take a second. <laughs> so uh, do we, maybe not, do we want to do sisters? Do we want to do cousins? Do we want to do, I think sisters a little too close to home. Yeah. yeah. Sisters would be a little too close. Yeah. I think friends are distant relatives. Cousins. Sense. Yeah. Cousins. Yeah. Cousins. Yeah. Let's go with cousins. That, that fits. Yeah. Um, cousins, because then they can still be same age-ish and it'd mm-hmm. be like whatever, you know? I, I'm just still curious how this acid trip fever dream is going to play into this. Like, what's that angle of like, well, why is this so trippy? Because are they mostly humans for a lot of the movie or do we have this? No, the whole movie is them in this like kind of get up, you know? No, I think it's like, I think it's like whenever like a shape of water kind of vibe you know to where it is like this full-blown fish person i'm thinking fucking a wolf you know i'm thinking you know it's this you know manifestation of like how powerful this you know attraction they have to each other it's this you know just like because like they're having they they are having this connection at just like that right time you know like because again she's very down and meets him and then Mm -hmm. like there's just this and, like, she doesn't want to like him, but, of course, and, like, the forbidden fruit of all. So, there's just, like, this overwhelming, um, like, sexual energy and tension. And it's, like, I think it can kind of come through in that mm-hmm. um, of, like, you know, like, what if, like, when they, like, are, you know, like, getting excited and stuff, it's, like, that's when they, like, start transforming and yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's like a passion thing. And it becomes this, like, kind of inner... just. Inner monster, <laughs> inner monster, you know, weirdness and like it feels taboo in a way, but yeah. it, but it like, you know, and their, their monster sides, like kind of, again, like kind of puts them on even ground. Yeah. You know, like at the end of the day, like when they come from different backgrounds, like no matter what the difference is between them, they still have just this, like this link between them and this like, you know, energy. So it's like when yeah. they're monsters, they're on the same level again. You know, yeah, I, uh, I'm just also trying to think of like Lynn Ramsey keeping in this acid trip fever dream, like the tone of this movie. Maybe there's flashes of these like weird and just the idea that you're watching a movie of this fish falling in love with this werewolf character might be a uh, acid trippy. Enough, yeah, you know? I mean, it could be presented like kind of again, like coming going back to like, um, you know, uh, waves in a way. Yeah. Um, like the way that they use the soundtrack, it just mm-hmm. is very much like, you know, using a lot of music of that yeah. time that the kids would have been listening to at that yeah. time. 
You just need you a know. lot of Frank Ocean in this, is what I'm saying. Oh yeah, I mean, we definitely gotta get some Frank. I mean, it's we got swamp, we got swamp <laughs> people. Of course, Frank Ocean's gonna be on oh, the soundtrack. Very nice, very there nice, we yeah. go. Let's think of a. I want to think of a like a. Re- is this modern story? We're we going back to the 90s, 2000s, maybe mm. this is pre-internet, hmm. the 80s. I don't know. I I mean I like a modern take on this. Mm-hmm. I mean it is Neo. Yeah. So I think modern take is kind of the way to go with it mm-hmm. and make it very modern because you know these are still topics that a lot of people are talking about, you know, we have the corrupt police stuff. We have yeah. um you know um you know violence against women, uh, men getting away with it. Yeah. Um these are still very much of the time um things and um so yeah, I'd say modern times. Cool. And again, like kind of have like a lot of modern um, music in it and like you know like the the acid trip parts can kind of come from like some of these party scenes yeah you know like yeah. um um i th- i i envision like there'd be like a cool split screen scene of like you know the it's like we have parties. the yeah the different parties and yeah. stuff i think that'd be really cool yeah what are the werewolves parties, parties um, like just blade you know? and it's like <laughs> lim ramsey and uh we need to talk about kevin is very particular with color yeah. And um I think that would be interesting to like kind of have color motifs with each side. For sure. I obviously obviously uh green for the swamp people, red for the werewolf people. Yeah, I definitely I think that So that's we can important. have some visual motifs in there as well. Um have you seen Assassination Nation? I have. Like kind of that party scene and yeah. like we could so it's like that can like kind of have, you know, some drug use and obviously like um, you know, that kind of stuff. But then you know, those initial and then like it though there can kind of be those dynamics with their friends as well you know like Mm -hmm. um you know sweet werewolf julian is you know very sweet and again like like you know is like very nice to rose's friends and is like you know always wanting to be in in their world around it you know but then like when you see julian with his boys yeah you know talking it down or they're like oh did you get with that swamp bitch rose grease style (laughs) they're like did you get with that swamp bitch rose and then he's like Nah, nah, like, yeah. nah. I don't fuck with is, fish. You know me. Summer, you know me. Yeah, it is summer eleven, but with, uh, but with uh, uh, werewolves and fish. I get it. Lynn Ramsey presents Monster Grease. That's yes. where we're going. Uh, I love it. Yeah, I love it, it. It's funny because I'm like, I'm this whole time we've been pitching Romeo and Juliet. We're in actuality. We are just pitching Grease. <laughs> like that's, that's that's more accurately what we're picking. That up. is more. Uh, hey, but it's more serious though. This got yes. some real shit going on. Okay, I'd love a dance number too. If we could. Um. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so so it's like you know the I'd say the timeline. I like it when it takes place over a course of the whole senior year. I mm-hmm. always like that. Yeah. Uh, to really kind of give them some time to like really have that like to make you feel that bond between them like Greece <laughs> like. Greece. <laughs> Greece also takes place over the whole senior year. Because we need evolution, you know. She oh, we need to get a good prom scene. We got to get a prom scene in there. But, like, you know, we get a good evolution from Rose. Like, you know, yeah. she comes in senior year. She's very down mm-hmm. and very uh, to herself, reserved. Do they over. go to the same school? They, yeah. Okay, so there's, like, humans at the school, too? Yes. Okay, gotcha. So I, I think, like, a, we could have a good football football <laughs> game moment, you oh, know? Man, like, dude. some of these werewolf guys, like... I, I do love me a good uh, uh, homecoming sports moment. Yeah, I think maybe the dance could be the, I don't know. Like, uh, I'm just curious to see, like, what are these, the football guys or maybe more of the jock ones, you know? Well, like, see, because and, you know. I could see the werewolves playing for the football, but I couldn't see Swamp People playing sports. Um, I mean, I guess they do. They're swimmers, obviously. 
Well, maybe there's also that that's like a maybe that's a subplot thing is there's um you know some dynamic stuff between the swamp boy members of the football team and the werewolf members of the football team yeah during the big game Ooh. there can be some inter stuff there because yeah. we or, do need to have yeah. we do need to have like because what if because that would be like um changing it up a little bit and being like oh what if um what if um they had to play on a team together yeah. you know yeah so it's like julian and um whoever would be rose's Tybalt, essentially, yeah, someone like, on the, uh, they play on the same team together. Someone on the O line doesn't quite block as well as they need to. Something like know? that. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I could see that. Something like that. I definitely yeah. want a good prom scene. That's that's a must for me. Yeah. So Neither this is gonna scene. be a love story over their senior year, um, and you know, and I think that also would make you kind of feel the weight of this yeah. like whole trial going on. So I think if we definitely are going to have a prom scene, I like this idea that they're not able to dance together at the prom and they have to like be outside to where they can like barely hear the music, like in the parking lot or something, have a nice well, tender moment between the two of them, you know? Well, I'd say what if that happens at homecoming and that makes her like, even though it is played sweet, it still makes her feel a type of way. Mm-hmm. So that way, at prom, then they do dance in front of everybody. Or is it a West Side Story thing where they meet at homecoming, and that's how they like kind of run into each other, and then maybe prom is that nice kind of callback to when they met, and that's how to dance. Yeah. They're actually able to be with you. You know what I mean? Like West Side Story where they're Something like... Something like that, yeah. Yeah, I could see that. I could yeah. see that, yeah. Yeah, so I'd rather it go that way. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so throughout the course of the year, and their like, kind of love goes... Um, and she is feuding with her um, parental. Let's let's do one more um, stunt cast for the parental. Okay, here we go. Figure. Let me get the bowl out here. Ooh. If it's, Just to see if fate has it be that. If it's Tom Cruise, I swear to God. I don't know how the hell he would fit into this. It is Helen Mirren. Helen Mirren. So um, let's go with uh, Helen Mirren is Rose's, um, Rose's mom. Rose's grandma. I mean, that's a pretty big age difference. Yeah, maybe um, it's her grandma. She maybe Rose doesn't have parents. Well, yeah, this idea that she's excuse me, this idea that she's really lived in this world, and the idea that the these two groups coming together is just completely like just yeah. not even on you know a possibility. Grandma Helen Mirren, yeah, Swamp Lady. Love Helen Mirren. I could see it. She's one of my old lady crushes. Oh, it's, it's she's I mean, a, come on. she's she's just all class. Smoke show. Which would be fun for this because she is, you know, such a classy lady. So her playing like more of the middle class, like country bumpkin mm-hmm. type uh would be fun for her, I think. I think it'd be interesting. And I think uh, Lynn Ramsey could get her on for sure. Oh yeah, she could she could definitely pull uh Helen Mirren into it. I almost uh I didn't I almost put Tilda Swinton in just because but I was like I don't think that's stunty enough. Like Tilda nah. Swinton's still a pretty like makes sense. You know, I yeah, I was like would have been whatever. So we got Helen Mirren is Rose's grandma. Very nice. Um so you know, we got all this stuff and 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 Helen Mirren um I don't think it would be too much older than Robert England, so maybe even like they kind of have some relatability, not like there's a romance, but they have like a relatability or something like at some point, you yeah. know, with him trying to solve this case you mm-hmm. know, or like to like kind of bring light to everything that's been going on. Yeah, maybe there's alluding that. Maybe there's another killing as well, like halfway through the school year. Well, I think that that's definitely going to happen. Yeah, of, of one of the other boys in the group. Similar to Romeo and Juliet, there is a, a, a killing that happens there uh, that kind of further 
you know, divides them. But I maybe this idea that Helen Mirren loved this when she was younger, loved this human man, and she couldn't really, uh, maybe he doesn't mm. quite know what's going on yeah. with her, you know? Yeah, I dig it. It'd be fun. They'd be fun to see on screen together. Robert England, Helen Mirren, uh, sharing sh- some scenes. We ship them. We ship them here. Oh, yeah. I'm into it. Okay. So, yeah. So, um, it, we have this school year. It goes on. Um, so, so what is our finale like? And and think, what would Lynn Ramsey do in this oh, finale? Man. We got to go bleak, it looks like. I mean, it's already a bleakish movie, but do we give a happy ending? Of course not, because no. it's Romeo and Juliet. It's a tragedy, so I think both of them have to die. Uh, and uh, uh-huh. I, um, yeah, I like this, this um, similar to like Promising Young Woman, this sense of maybe victory that's more of a moral victory. Um, of how that happened so that the town i want the boys to be outed but not that they're werewolves like that doesn't seem necessary to me but because i think that would also put the lizard people in danger you know maybe yeah. just that they they committed this act and that's you know and it's terrible and the money yeah. the money didn't save them so i kind of like that there would be a moral victory there the boy's gotta die i kind of like that maybe the girl would kill him you know rip his throat out or something with her little talons or whatever or her like teeth or something i could see yeah because i was gonna say does he die with redemption or nah i i think the message for his character would be that even though you might not be explicitly responsible for things that happened you do have a responsibility as a you know uh, a purveyor of things and that you know you are just as accountable if you don't step in as if you were to hand you know to carry these acts out by yourself so i I think that that would be the message there is that even he has a responsibility to uh stop these terrible things from happening or or call them out or to come forward with information and things like that you know i think i think that makes sense so 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 you want him to die without redemption without him like do we want him to have a moment where like he like outs the the other boy hmm. but or maybe i think maybe, it's a tragedy man you got to keep it tragic like that oh this guy like like promising young woman like the like oh he was so great like he seemed like the perfect guy but he yeah. scumbag cuz like cuz like they're they're going to have the cutest dates in the world oh, yeah. they're going to be like we're really going to be rooting for this guy yes. like I, like I, I really want to be rooting for him yeah um Maybe, maybe he shoots his the other boy, but then he still gets. But then she kills him. I could see that. Yeah, yeah. So like a like a still small being victory. like it's yeah. still not enough. Yeah, small victory. You but know, yeah. Like I, I almost like an extra mean ending where it's like, oh well, he tried to redeem himself. It's like too little, too late. You yeah, know? yeah. Like, she's already done. Yeah. Too little, too late. I'm still gonna kill you anyways. Like you still deserve it. Yeah. In in a way. So I kinda I I kinda like that. So maybe he gets yeah. a smidge of redemption, but at the same time, it's like it doesn't matter. Does she die then? Does she uh does she also bite the dust? Hmm. I don't n- no. No. How about this? She doesn't die, but everyone knows that she kills him. So now she's on the run. Okay. She's now so it's like she doesn't die, but she doesn't have a happy ending either, because now she's like has to like leave her grandma and is on the run. Yeah, and by herself for taking the revenge. Yeah, maybe and, it's also this idea that she wanted to cross that barrier and to kind of build a bridge, but now she's maybe jaded because of this, and she realizes like, oh, everybody was right. I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have, you know, 
open myself up to this person because ev- everything that everybody told me was right. You know, is that too bleak? Is that not hopeful enough? No, I think that's perfect. Yeah. I think that's perfect. So, yeah, it ends. Um, she, like, she has now killed somebody. She can't stay where she wants to stay now. You yeah. Know? And or I does that Robert like, England come in at the end and he's he's got to take her out? He's got to kill her, you know? Or does she... What if Grandma dies and then Robert Eagler becomes like surrogate, like guardian? Oh, it's like her, her, the the two of them, you know, together on the run. Or Or it's like he like is like, you know, he gets his reputation back, you know, Mm -hmm. by helping outing the boys. So he does get his reputation back. So now he's like, well, now I am a cop again. So he's like, I'll give you a head start. I can see that. Yeah. That makes sense. Something yeah. like that. So it's like she's on the run, but he's like, I'll give you a head start. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to have to come after you. But I don't know if he'd want to become a cop again. I think he sees the he sees the he's got his reputation back. I don't know if that's a victory for him to become a cop again. I don't want this to be a pro cop movie. I mean, I don't either. Yeah. But it, I think it'd be a, a complicated more, I, route from him. I want more for uh, Charlie. <laughs> okay. I, yeah. Maybe we'll we'll restore his reputation, and he denies. Yeah, he doesn't. Maybe he's offered the badge, and he's like, "No thanks." You know. Mm-hmm. I'm good. Yeah, I could see that. But then, um, but yeah, so she's so. Yeah, so we've screened the movie. The movie is written. Uh, it mm-hmm. is. It has been shot. We've we've wrapped principal photography. We're now screening the movie to the public, uh, and we've got our first results back for our test screenings, which is our final bowl. And we got some notes back, Devon. Uh, yeah, uh, we'll we'll draw two for this one as well. Okay. Okay. Do you want to pick I'll, one and I'll, I'll pick, pick one? one? I'll pick one and you pick one. Okay. Uh, I have a note. Uh, the ending feels too rushed. Okay. The ending feels too rushed. So they don't like the uh, the head start ending, unfortunately. Maybe that's a uh, uh, the yeah. Maybe it's just that. Maybe it's also the Robert England getting offered the badge. I don't know. What what do people not like about the rushed ending? Hmm. Because I mean, maybe it. Maybe we need a because the climax is gonna be prom, right? The climax was prom. That makes sense. And then I would say that there's, and then does it end on prom night or do we need like a coda? Do we need a post-prom coda of someone like three months later? Do we need that? Is that what kind of ending they want? Oh man. Like a, a three months later coda? Like a, like an uh, like an update, like how's she doing? You know, is she yeah. she's off living somewhere else? Uh, and she she and meets a Dracula. She meets a <laughs> she meets a Dracula there boy. You, you wanted more <laughs> monsters. You wanted more monsters. I think this is the she's way like, to do she's it. Like, Son of a bitch, another one. Yeah. So maybe maybe we see her a few months later, mm-hmm. and she's like kind of a nomad of sorts. Yeah, comes across some other nomadic. She meets people. the Lost Boys gang. Some other nomadic people. <laughs> yeah, what are they? Do we want to make them vampires? Or do we want to make them something else? Maybe there's she a... comes across a nomadic group, and but they are also monsters of some sort. I like this idea. Okay, here's an idea. Um, I'm trying to think of what movie did it recently. There is uh oh man, that's gonna kill me. There maybe I guess vampires. Maybe you th- maybe you'll think of it. There was a movie recently that had this really neat trick to it to where they would have their eyes kind of glow similar to how like a cat step do um like when you photograph like a cat like their eyes mm. kind of glow do you know what i'm talking about no. there was a move do you not know what i'm talking about like if you take no. a photo with a flash of like yeah. a cat their eyes kind of glow oh. there was like a like i i know um salem's lot kind of does it um i i like this idea that maybe the wolf 
characters their eyes kind of maybe are photographed like that oh uh, so she then, just finds more werewolves but they're more on her level or like well i'm saying maybe like you have this visual cue to wait uh oh i mean blade runner does it do you know blade runner there's yeah maybe i'm just yeah. thinking of blade runner maybe it's not just a just like put machine over their eyes so yeah. yeah there's maybe this idea that we've seen that throughout the whole movie before these werewolves and she meets these people and like one of them has like this kind of oh IQ, just one of them and so it's not as much of like it, like you're kind of like a, oh did you see that like that kind of ending. okay I can see that yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I <clears throat> I think that would be a, a a nice little uh tag at the end of it yeah to yeah like a few months later she's you know kind of we're because I think yeah. it's even because it is going to be a very you know sucky harsh ending unfortunately. But so like it'd be nice to yeah know that she's okay and like even though yeah. she's not in the best of states but she is doing okay, um and yeah I think that's a that's a nice touch just a, a nice yeah. little eye flash and um let's see if they had any more notes for us yes absolutely so they we fixed the ending fix the ending kind of like our ending I think that's fun I think that's well nice. Nomadland style you know yeah okay so. You said more blood. It's gotta be more violent. I agree. Okay, frankly. so I think let's uh let's get we'll get that into the fever dreamy type yeah, stuff. Yeah, I, I definitely want some some werewolf uh fights with the Ooh yeah, creatures. some hyper masculine bros. Yeah. And have they have like a Because uh, we established there's another killing in the middle of the movie where some there's some retaliation there which heightens the stakes of what's happening. So I think in similar to like a Mercutio kind of fight, I really want to see maybe after the big game. There's these two guys, and they they really start going at it. And uh, so we can, I think we can have two. Let's have yours. Mm-hmm. We'll have um something happens during the game. Yeah. Or after let's let's say after the game, like mm-hmm. during like the celebration or yeah. something, and um someone um like one of the swamp people like does something or mm-hmm. something, and um. What do it? Does it start a full-on riot? Does it start a a stampede? Uh, a a trampling? Oh, with like multiple. Like, what's our? What I don't. Our I don't want the humans to get from? involved. I want there to be like a fight on fight. Like, there's you know slashing at each other and this kind of, uh, yeah, this kind of more more interpersonal and less of like a huge town wide you know kind of stampede here. So like what during um during the game. One of the werewolf boys um, loses control a little bit. He gets like someone hits him late. Uh, one of the human players mm-hmm. from the other team, and then like yeah. fucks up one of their like slashes like one of their legs or something. Yeah, hits him a little too hard, like cracks their leg in half or something like yeah. that. Yeah, you know, so we'll have a fracture. so okay. Yeah. yeah, let's have a big traumatic injury. Love that. Yeah. Um, I would also say. So there would be a there would be a, another party scene at some point. And this mm-hmm. is at one of the werewolf boys' yeah. um, places. They're having you know party. People are doing a bunch of drugs, yeah. drinking, and then you know you have the boys. They're they're sparring with each other in the mm-hmm. in the backyard, real yeah. machismo stuff. You know they're in their jeans with no shirts on, and and they're yeah. you know roughing each other up and yeah. like you know transforming and mm-hmm. like kind of doing stuff like that you know yeah and um one of the one of the swamp boys has been chilling mm-hmm. at the uh, we'll say um you know one of the friends they decide to go crash the werewolf boy party or okay. something yeah and um so there's a swamp boy there and he sees what's going on and then when he gets outed 
Oh. They're like, all right, get up. They, they eat his ass. Yeah. So they're like, get up, and it's supposed to be a one-on-one fight, and then it oh. becomes two-on-one, and they beat the shit out of the Swamp Dang. Boy Dang. for Didn't being there. Yeah. To, to, and then they send a me- to send a message, and yeah. they like beat the shit out of him, and then like dump his body on yeah on Rose's porch. Dang. Um. Her her uh her her bestie. Yeah. I also her, her male bestie gets his ass kicked at the at the yeah. werewolf boy, and I, I think it's a very bloody affair. I think to set up these two groups, I, I want an early scene in the like an establishing kind of scene where it's like a a forest and there's like a deer or something like that, and it gets absolutely like mauled by one of the werewolf boys. Oh like, yeah, like that's how they feed. You know, I want some yeah. real gruesome like we that. can have like a. We can have, I think, a cool and interesting visual motif, like, between the two of them. You know, when we see the swamp um, people hanging out, like, mm-hmm. they're they're very peaceful and serene, like, just floating in the water, you know? Mm-hmm. They love swimming, and they're just very yeah. peaceful, and it's like you just hear the buzzing of the, of the, of the bugs in the forest and yeah. the swamp and everything. Mm-hmm. And, like, it, like, cut, like, to that, it's all peaceful. Mm-hmm. And then what cuts to, like, the werewolves, like, hanging out, it's like, like you said, they're, like, chasing, like, animals through the forest. And it's, like, yeah. very Reinforces frantic. Reinforces this idea and, of, of prey. You know? And it's, like, yeah. very frantic and, like, all this stuff. And it's, yeah. like, them, like, yeah. Yeah. But, but they're perceived as, like, because they're rich, you know, they're perceived as, like, the, you know, less animalistic ones. And, yeah. like, vice versa for the swamp people. People are, like, ew, they're the nasty swamp creatures. It's like, Hanging what, they the, just chill. In the, in the muck. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's, like, they just chill in the swamp, you know? Yeah. So it's, like, I think uh, having, like, maybe that kind of juxtaposition between yeah. them would be, like, yeah. really fun. Like I said, enforcing this, uh, reinforcing this idea of prey and, like, men preying on people. And, yeah, I think I think that that all fits. So we can, we can definitely get some more blood in there. And, like, again, like, I think that will kind of add to, again, like, that's the fever dream aspect of it is, like, yeah. Kind of, because I think I think it'd be interesting, like you know, kind of putting you, like we can have like these scenes where it, like kind of puts you in like the perspective of like when they are in this monstrous state, like mm-hmm. what that's and like what that's like. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we could do some like really interesting, um, With the eyes or something like they, yeah, they, like dilator. Or we something. can do like some POV camera stuff, yeah, um, stuff like that, and like yeah, I think I think that'd be really fun. Yeah, I think we've we've really thought a lot of this through i I think the one thing missing is a title we don't have a title for that i think that is the last thing um so do we go with a so let's think so we got we got our monster version of romeo and juliet Hmm. i think uh i i I don't want to do just the name and name thing oh no but maybe we can have a, a shakespeare a monstrous play on shakespeare or something um, I think uh, I'm a fan of like, something about just, love just and a one word title could also just work. I don't know. But blank and blank, like what? Uh, uh, blood and mud. That rhymes. Blood and mud. We're getting that. <laughs> that is that is downright and dirty. I, I'm trying to keep Lynn Ramsey in mind here. She yeah, has like kind of it? romantic kind and of they have toothsome, uh, you know, titles I, here. Yeah, I do like that Lynn Ramsey actually does. Um, so if, if I looked Pick up some interesting titles, I looked up synonyms for romance, and there's a, a synonym here called "affair of the heart." I think that that's interesting. That's like an interesting turn of phrase. Um, is that like um? I mean, I, something because they they are having kind of an affair, but it's, yeah. It's, it's, but it's, I need to I need something swampy in the title. Mm-hmm. Something I need something swampy. Um, and like something about love, maybe like, like uh, the marshland. 
Marshland murders. <laughs> mm. Blood runs in the water. Um, something. It's um. It's very. It's very warm in in the swamps. It's warm and humid. Let's get something hot and sweaty in the title, maybe. Yeah. Uh, apparently, a holm. Have you heard of that word? H O L M. A holm is a low, flat, uh, tract of land beside a river or a stream. A what? A holm. H O L M. I've never heard that word before. Holm is where the heart is. There you go. <laughs> cute, adorable. See, I feel like uh, we're we're maybe getting a little too cutesy with the title. No, that here. is too cute. Yeah. Um. Um. Something hot and sweaty. In the because sw- like this is a hot sweaty swamp movie. Yeah, hot swampy Def- nights. Definitely hot swampy nights. <laughs> sure, that's as good as any. Yeah, hot swampy nights. Directed by Lynn Ramsey, coming fall of twenty twenty three. The the swamp water runs warm with blood. Um, blood's thicker than swamp water. <laughs> <laughs> blood is the uh, pond uh, scum. Pond scum. Yeah. Blood's thicker than water. Is that too? Yeah. yeah. Is that too <laughs> generic? Uh, it's a little on the nose, too. I don't know. We'll let you guys name it. Oh, there you go. Yeah, we can get some suggestions in there. How Probably that? better than the crap that we just threw out. <laughs> I'm usually, I love titles, and I'm actually yeah. upset that I can't think of a really good title for Dang. this. Because, yeah. I, I, again, like, I want to exude the, the, it's like, the, the, this is a very passionate tragic love yeah crime story i like affair of the heart that was like the first mm. one i threw out i think that that fits it's not as swampy as um um the uh you know some of the other titles that we've had but affair of the home <laughs> hot and heavy this is a very sounds to like to put a, it simple this is not, like it's a gonna be a hot movie <laughs> it's gonna be hot but it's also this is a heavy movie it's getting heavy that's right we directed to, by lynn ramsey this is a heavy ass movie you know, premiering at can i think that do, do we fit at can or is this like a south by southwest movie and like think about the the think about the marketing for it it's gonna be so easy yeah like i mean it, just like it's just gonna be picture like the posters are just gonna be hot sweaty people Mm-hmm. Just like, like gills or something. Yeah, yeah. with yeah. gills and fur, or and like stuff. little claws hot and heavy. or something. Yeah, I'm going hot and heavy. That's my vote. Uh, I'll second that. Why not? But uh, yeah, I think uh, we'll premiere at Fantastic <laughs> Fest or something. Oh, 100. Or... <laughs> percent Yeah, a little uh, bit of prestige, but also a little genre stuff. There. Oh yeah, this is yeah. yeah the the art house crowd's gonna love it. I think yeah. uh, I think Neon. Film, is I think film t- film Twitter's gonna love it. Oh for sure, Neon's um, gonna distribute us. Uh, it's gonna be great. Yeah, or a shutter, uh, or a, a shutter exclusive at the very least. There we go, straight to v- uh, straight to streaming. I, I could, mean, I could, I could dig it for but, sure. But I think this is artsy enough to where we're gonna, we're gonna turn some heads at the festivals. People are gonna have some visceral reactions, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, and people are gonna, and we're, and I think we're gonna get some really good think pieces out of it. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think, uh, hey, you know, we had quite the quite the the challenge here of trying to think of all of these things to add together but i think we uh i like the way that this came together we made something not too shabby i like the way that this came together it's uh i think this uh has uh, a lot of things that both of us like in it mm-hmm. um and using them in some uh new and modern ways uh yeah I, i'd watch it i'm just excited to see robert england make his big comeback oh man people are gonna be this people are gonna be campaigning for robert england's oscar for yes. this one yes 
and Helen Mirren. And the the leads won't get Oscar no. campaigns, yeah. but the the two support. It's gonna be one of those where the yeah. two supporting leads get there. Every movie that J.K. Simmons is in. <laughs> yeah, give give Robert England and Helen Mirren their Oscar noms for this one. Yeah. Maybe, uh, may yeah, uh, I'm I'm in. Yeah, and we're shipping them as well. So, and we are also shipping them. <laughs> it would be adorable. So that's our that's our movie. We did that's it. Our, that's our movie. I think yeah. that was uh that was very fun. I just noticed your shirt. That's a great shirt. Right. He's wearing a white men can't jump shirt. You just now noticed. It. I've been across from you for like for for now. two hours, and I just now noticed it. Great shirt. But uh yeah, thank you, thank uh, you. I think this was uh this was fun. I've been wanting to kind of just do something a little bit fun to kind of switch it yes. up a little bit. You know, I got some other ideas for some other episodes that are just. Um, not the standard uh talking film episodes. I got yeah. some. Uh, I got some interesting ideas. Um, I, I got one. I'm gonna talk to you when we finish recording. This. Ooh, tantalized. Good times. Yes. Uh, Garrett, what are you working on right now? I'm working on too many things. Uh, I'm a busy guy, but I. Uh, you guys can follow me on Twitter, uh, TikTok, Letterboxd at uh, Garrett McDowell. I've got some fun stuff planned. Also, big uh, Star Wars week. If you guys are into that, I've got a Scum and Villainy podcast, which is my Star Wars podcast. Uh, lots of news coming. Coming out this week, uh, incredibly busy all the time. Can't breathe. Uh, <laughs> I'm dying. How are you? <laughs> we love it. We love a busy boy. Um, and definitely make sure you're following him. And because uh, he puts he puts a lot of hard work in. Guys. Oh, thanks, guys. He, he works hard. Thanks. Um, uh, yeah, I'm uh working on same old, same old. You can find me on underscore Daddy Disco on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> Um, again, um, I've been just kind of mainly tinkering on some small projects to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so nothing, nothing to share at the moment, but, um, my birthday celebration that I invited Garrett to, but he couldn't come. Sorry. Is, uh, um, me uh, under, the, under the bus in the podcast, but, um, I, cause I'm just very excited. Um, cause so me and my friends, we, we play D and D every week Yes, and, um, we, to switch it up a couple times, mm-hmm. we have done, we've done two murder mystery dinners already. Um, so we've done two of them. They were a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And, um, one of them, I was the murderer, of course, but I got away with it. Hey, I was a murderous Android that, um, blamed it on the cannibal in the hotel and, Classic. Um, and I got away with it. It's a tale as old as time. And then, um, in the second murder mystery, I figured out who it was and you got sound like everyone. You sound like the MVP of the murder. I'm mystery pretty good party. at murder mystery. So I wrote it this time Very around nice. and uh it's basically x-men meets the breakfast club mm-hmm. this could be so really are fun. you using the characters of x-men or is it like generic mutants school? yeah so what so uh to keep it a surprise to them i had them i i told them what is your hey and plays into this episode i go what is your high school archetype oh. that you want to play as I and i so they gave me that and then i matched them with an x-men character that would match that archetype and whose powers can be worked yeah. into the murder mystery. Very nice. So that's how I did it. And yeah. I'm going to tell everybody a color to wear. And they'll wear a color. And um, it's going to be a good time. And I, I bet I, it was Morph that killed him. I bet it was Morph. That's my that's my assumption. That Mor- Morph, sadly, not invited Damn to uh, this uh, dinner <laughs> As party. As he shouldn't be. <laughs> uh, sadly not. I'm playing as, um, even though he's not my favorite... He's not my favorite X-Men by any means, but he makes sense for this. I'm playing Cyclops. Oh, I um, see. He's the teacher presiding over the detention while, while Xavier is away. But I'm also... Yeah playing xavier and I, I recorded videos to play like on screen that oh those goodness. are his telepathic 
messages to the players. Wow. Mm. Oh yeah, I went through some. Like a I went through a little. Filter I went through a little effort for this one. I think a Snapchat bald filter and maybe those little uh, the uh, Professor X like. No, tele- it's a, it's a fish. Lines. It was actually a little fisheye lens that you can put onto your phone. Very nice. That yeah. That yeah. I, I'm sad and I can't go. I would love to to be one of the X Men. I think I would. Uh, I would I, I the archetype that I would want to play. I'd be like a, a, a pensive theater kid, you know, just as really in it for the craft. That would be my that'd be my kid. And I th- I like to think that the X Men that I'd probably be Beast. I think he would maybe fit into that role for yeah. a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would that, be me. yeah. I could see you playing a, a young uh, Hank, Hank McCoy. McCoy. I could I could totally see that little Hank McCoy. How do you do? I could totally see it, but <laughs> unfortunately, you won't be there, and neither will you guys. So wish me a happy birthday on social media. Happy birthday! But until next time, guys, that'll do it for this week's episode of the Blade Blunt Cinema Club. New episodes drop every Tuesday, so make sure you're subscribed and do not miss an episode. You can follow us on social media at Bloody Blunts Pod on Twitter and Instagram, and rate us five stars on Apple Podcast. Until next time, guys, stay lifted.